0: Welcome to the One More Verse Podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Wednesday, December the 2nd, 2015. Today's reading was 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 12 through 54. So come on and let's discuss what we read together we've reached a pivotal moment in one of the most popular and well-known stories in all of scripture. An invasion by the Philistines demonstrates that Saul is faltering in his leadership. And it's into this scene that we see the new king truly start to emerge. The Philistines brought with them a giant who single-handedly would intimidate the entire army of Israel, including King Saul. But on the other hand of this standoff, and the Valley of Elah was David's first opportunity to publicly show his courage and his commitment to the Lord. And so we pick up the story with David being sent and dispatched by Jesse to go to his sons who are at the battle. Uh, Jesse is um, unable to go and he needs to attend to things at home. So he sends his youngest to the battlefield. David is supposed to go. He's supposed to carry rations. And when he gets there, he is to get some sort of confirmation so that he may bring it back to his father. And so as he goes and begins to make his way toward the battlefield, it's already been 40 days that the Philistine uh, Goliath has come forward, taken his stand morning and evening and challenged God's people. And so as Jesse sends David, he not only sends David with uh, things for his brothers, but he also sends them for the commanders of their thousand. He wants to know how his sons are doing. He wants to have some token back from them. And so they're there, they're fighting in the valley. Now the way this battle raged was not uncommon amongst ancient peoples. Often they would gather either on either side of the valley and they would have a champion, And sometimes rather than the entire army fighting, they would just have their champions fight and it would be as if the battle had raged and whoever won the battle would ultimately um, be declared the victor, not just between the two champions, but in the entire nation. And so David rises early, which shows us his servant's heart and his obedience to his father. He left the sheep with someone else. So he wasn't just abandoning his responsibilities. And he took the provisions and he heads just like his father had commanded him. He arrives at the encampment and everyone is headed out to the battle line and they're shouting the war cry. And so um, Israel and the Philistines draw up on either side. And as they draw up on either side, David gets his first look at exactly what's going on. He goes, and as he goes and sees what takes place, it absolutely shatters him. This Goliath came out, and he spoke the same words that he always spoke, challenging God's people. And the men of Israel, when they saw Goliath, uh, none of them stepped up to try to do battle or to try to dissuade him, but they would turn and flee. And this had been the pattern now for over a month. And so he defied not only Israel, but he defied the king. He defied God. And so David is very curious as to what he is supposed to do in these circumstances. And he's very curious as to what King Saul has said would take place if someone would actually step up to the challenge and fight this Philistine. He was very um, encouraged by what he heard as far as the rewards that would be received if he were to fight Goliath. And so he begins to find out that the king would not only make uh, whoever killed Goliath rich, he would give one of his daughters to him in marriage, and he would exempt his father's house from all taxation. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. But David could not believe that no one would accept the challenge of this uncircumcised Philistine. And he was more and more interested and he began to go about the army and he was questioning as to how long this had been going on and what the king had said he would do. And when David's oldest brother hears the discussion, his anger burns. He rebukes David for abandoning his responsibilities. He doesn't ask if he's abandoned. He just falsely accuses him. And then he says that David has some sort of perverse interest in just watching the battle about to take place. David gives the typical response of younger brother to older brother. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. And so he turns and he goes and he questions other men around. Finally, Saul gets word about this brash young man who is showing no fear toward this Philistine. So David is brought into the presence of King Saul. His confidence and bravado impresses Saul, and so Saul quickly wants to just dismiss this. This is a youth that would want to go against a trained warrior uh, that's as massive as Goliath. David is young. He's inexperienced, and so he wants to just dismiss this and send this young man on his way. However, David begins to defend his fighting credentials by recalling some times when he had found himself caring for his sheep and having to defend them. Once from a lion and also from a bear. David reminds Saul that Goliath was not just taunting the armies, but he was taunting God. And David was so confident in God that he believed he would deliver him from the hand of the Philistine just like he had delivered him earlier from the paw of the lion and the bear. His passion uh, and, and his sincerity certainly impressed Saul. Saul was convinced. And so he prays God's blessing upon the efforts, and he tries to clothe David in his own armor. And if you remember, the physical stature of Saul was he was head and shoulders above all his countrymen. And so when a young David tried to put his armor on, it was absolutely impossible for him to have any sort of movement. It was too heavy. It was too cumbersome. It wasn't going to work. And so he removes it, and he just takes his shepherd's stick and his sling. And as he's making his way toward Goliath, toward uh, this battle that was going to ensue as he would fight their champion, he paused in the valley and he picked up five smooth stones. Goliath comes out to meet his challenger. But when Goliath comes out to meet his challenger, he is less than impressed. He looks and he really disdained him. He's just a youth. And although he may have been ruddy and handsome in his appearance, the Philistine mocks him and just says, am I some sort of dog that you would disrespect me and send this out to fight me? And he cursed David by the Philistine gods. And so he tells David, listen, if you come over here, I'm giving your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But David said to the Philistine, you're coming to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But you need to understand, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. No longer could David stand this. And he goes on to state the Lord is going to deliver Goliath into his hand. He's going to strike him down. He's going to cut off his head. And he's going to give the bodies of the host of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. So that all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel. So we see David's motivation is not for his own glory, not so that he may be wealthy, not so that his family may avoid taxation, but he loves the Lord and he's not going to allow the Lord's name to be profaned. And he makes no doubt and says before, not just Goliath, but to the listening army and his brothers behind him, the battle is the Lord's and he's going to give me, give you into my hand. And so the Philistine arose. You can imagine this finally was like, okay, I gave you a chance. You could have backed away. You could have gone on your way. But if you want to do this, fine. And so he arises and he comes to draw near to meet David. And David runs straight toward the battle line to meet him. He put his hand in his bag and he took out a stone and he slung it. He struck the Philistine on the forehead and the stone sank into his forehead. He fell face down to the ground. Now, this was not what killed Goliath, but David goes over, and for this Philistine that is stunned, he takes his own sword and kills him. He stands over him and not only uh, killed him, but he cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they knew what this meant, and they began to flee. The men of Israel took courage from this, and so they rose with a shout, and they began to pursue the Philistines as far as Goliath's hometown of Gath. They went all the way to the gates of Ekron. And so many Philistines fell on that day and the people of Israel came back and they plundered all of the camp and we're given just a little aside that David not only took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. Now for us, we're tempted to look at this story and think that this is some sort of encouragement for us to not be afraid to fight the giants in our lives, to trust and just know that God is bigger. But this is a picture of the gospel. This is a picture of odds that cannot be. This is a picture of something that should not be able to take place. This shows us the great battle that would take place as Jesus conquered sin and death. As we see the gospel in this, it's not that we should somehow try to be like this ruddy and handsome youth who went after a giant, but that we should see that the great God of heaven is jealous for his name, that he is glorious and that he is able to do anything, that there is nothing impossible for him. So as we read this familiar story, look and see, imagine what it must have been like as the whispers in the camp went around. This youth fighting a Philistine and then to see the Philistine fall at his hand, a testimony of God's power and his greatness. It's a great story. Hang in there, keep reading. And I'll see you tomorrow for one more verse. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or one more verse, visit johnnix.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle thejohnnix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.